You're listening to the Visual Vocalist Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Prinson. Join me and let's explore all things vocal, including technique, mindset, training and performance in an effort to unleash your full vocal potential. All right. Welcome to the Visual Vocalist Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Prinson. Thanks for joining. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the vocal plateau. Okay. Sounds fancy. The vocal plateau, or basically the the barrier, or like if you feel like you're hitting a wall in your improvements as a student of singing or as a singer, right? You, you Say you've even been training for a while and you just feel like you've gotten as good as you could possibly get and you're just kind of stuck, all right? And hopefully not going backwards. The vocal plateau, so the barrier or the wall. Now, there are several reasons why we can get there. It could be, you know, the vocal range or the 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 range of a certain register, say, you know, your, your vocal plateau could be, okay, I can't belt any higher than G4 or A4 or something like that. You've hit a plateau or a wall and you just, you might feel frustrated. How do I get past this? Right. Or it could be on the bottom. It could be the low range. I just can't go any farther. I just, oh, or, or in the head voice, I can only go up to, I can go to E5 and I get stuck. There's a wall there. There's a plateau. Okay. Now, for for range, there are several reasons this could be happening. It could be the technique itself. You could be straining. You could be doing just fine at G4 or G sharp. And then out of nowhere, there's just, you start screaming and you cannot hit A no matter what you do. Or... You can be in head voice at D5 or E flat or E. And next thing you know, there's just no way you're going any farther. No way. Okay. Most of the time, I'll just tell you this, in the head voice, most of the time that I know that the guys get stuck up here around, uh, I'll just say, uh, you'll get, well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, at E5. It's usually from excessive breath. And most people, if you're a beginner or a beginning student of singing, for most people, you, you would think, oh my God, I, I, I need to force and push the maximum amount of breath at my vocal cords so that I can hit this note. And it's completely false. It's completely false because your vocal cords don't want a ton of air. They don't want a ton of air. They want pressurized air and they want the ability to be able to function without being blown apart and giving you a vocal break, all right? So right away, just to show you what I'm talking about here, and this happens on the top of the voice and on the bottom of the voice of the range. If you're at, you're singing up high in your head voice, and you try to keep going, and this happens right here, You're just blowing a ton of air. Well, what happens when that occurs is that it brings back a thick sound, okay? The same thing if it were in your belt voice would be if you were trying to bring a fat sound up where a thin sound should be, and that would give you the yell. So instead of your your chest voice, ah, doing that, it would be more like, ah, 
and just being shouted and being really fat, okay? So in the chest, if you shoot excessive air, <laughs> you're going nowhere. Oh, nowhere. I mean, you won't even go near the area of your voice <laughs> that's going to go any higher. Okay. So it's usually in the head voice where we get excessive breath, um, creating a range block. All right. And it puts you back in that fat sound. <gasps> right. So what do you do? What do you do? You go back and you refocus your mind on your onset, on what you're doing, creating a smaller sound, a clearer, brighter, much better placed sound, place that higher in the mask. Listen into your sound, listen in for that focus and that resonance. Instead of, and just shooting tons of air and losing all your placement, all your overtones, all your support and your voice. <laughs> okay. All right. So thinking, um, thinking into a smaller sound, a smaller sound, almost like a thinner guitar string, right? A thinner, brighter, smaller sound. Okay. So if you don't wait to make this happen and you start out a little lower, the sound is much smaller, right? Much smaller. That will travel easier up inside the skull and feel like it goes out of body. Okay. But tons of air, you're, you're not going anywhere. All right. So that's one little thing. That's a, that's like the most common thing. So I figured I'd address that right away. And the same thing happens on the bottom of the voice. You're going down to your low range and you start shooting tons of air. I'm saying you, meaning you beginners or people that don't know what the deal is with using excessive breath. You, you'll never even touch the potential of your high or your low range. If you're shooting a ton of air at your vocal cords, never. Okay. So what makes those, whoa, 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 those super low notes come out is a tiny little bit of air at focused vocal folds, not a ton of air. Okay. All right. So that's the typical thing with the range when you hit the, the vocal plateau. Now let's think of other reasons that we could have a plateau or be hitting a wall. And that could be with your endurance, your stamina. Okay. So maybe, you know, you've developed a pretty good range and a nice sounding tone, good voice, but then you um, are singing and you can't make it through a song or you can't make it through an entire set of songs uh, to, to do a live performance. You can't make it through one, two, three, four, five, whatever the number is. Okay. That would be a vocal plateau in its own. So let me give you um, a little bit of a mindset here or a training strategy for creating or actually training and building, I should say, better stamina and endurance. All right. Now this is twofold here. One is technique and the other one is practice. All right. So on the technique side of things, what you have to understand is you can be, and I'm taking a page out of my own training experience and 
<laughs> old stories of my failures when I first started. The biggest problem I had amongst all of the major vocal issues I had, not knowing anything, was shooting all the breath out. Just using tons of breath to try to do everything and uh, not managing that breath at all. So I could <laughs> swim underwater for over two minutes, do all kinds of stuff, had, you know, iron lungs, but I couldn't sing through a song. Couldn't make through a song. Shooting all the breath out. Shooting it all out. So, if you pay attention to your consonants, pay attention to your consonants, all of the plosives, the air wasters in the front and on the inside, you know, K's, S's, T's, P's, right? If you pay attention to all of those things and you make a conscious effort while you're training to soften those sounds, soften those sounds or reduce the amount of air and the amount of activity inside the mouth, whether that be in the soft palate or in the front and the hard palate or with the lips, teeth and the tongue and all that, and sing more efficiently and reserve that breath. When you use less, you won't be sitting there <laughs> doing ab blast with your rib cage in your stomach from shooting the breath out, having to breathe constantly, constantly, constantly over and over and over within the course of even a sentence sometimes. I remember I was so bad, I used to shoot the breath out on the first two words and be done. And once my teacher discovered what was going on with me, we quickly um, started working on that. And it, was, um, it wasn't an overnight thing. It took some time. It was retraining bad behavior and being very ultra aware of breathing correctly and doing all my diaphragmatic coordinating exercises, breathing exercises, and um, consonant modification, okay, which we do in hybrid vocal technique, not just vowel modification. We do vowel modification, split modification for placement, and consonant modification, okay, which goes right along with air management and breath stop and coordinating the diaphragm and the support, all right? So when you stop shooting all the breath out and you start reserving it, the best way to describe this is, and most of you singers will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. I want you to think about taking an inhale and then belting something out. Just the first line of anything, of a verse. And most of you will understand what I'm talking about here. The first line that you belt out feels so strong and so powerful most of the time, right? And then it just decreases and decreases if you keep using maximum power and you force a lot of air and a lot of um, musculature that you don't need just, you know, but what I'm trying to say is the first breath feels so strong. Now, what if there was a way, and there is, to keep that feeling for longer? right? So then it's not just that first sentence in that first verse that feels powerful, but the whole verse feels powerful. And then you have more energy to keep going. And then you build off that and you grow that technique and you manage that technique. And then you're singing songs with that power, okay? And building and growing that stamina and endurance. So 
it seems like breath is kind of the answer here, isn't it? It's not how much you can use, but it's interesting that a nice full inhale or a three quarters full inhale from the bottom up and then pressurizing that air and using a small amount of that and using it evenly without shooting it out on all the consonants, without over-creating violent consonants and creating a bunch of spit and breath blowing out like crazy and just depleting you of your air supply and your support, right? See where I'm going with this. So efficient singing and doing less with more will grow that stamina and that endurance and get you past that vocal plateau, right? Now, I want to talk about one other component of this to help you singers out in your training. I want you to think about two words that I, I like to talk about this a lot when I'm training people. And I'll, I get this a lot when I, because there's so many different styles of, of singing, right? You have uh, bel canto and you have speech level singing, right? Scientific singing. You have all kinds of stuff. And usually the folks that come from a speech level singing background, you know, just and nothing else, or have listened to a lot of YouTube videos uh, and heard different ways of explaining things. Let's just say that. And they will come to me and they'll say, I want to be able to sing with absolutely no effort. <laughs> okay. Or, or I don't want to strain at all. Okay. And I'll listen to them and, and, um, you know, and I, I know what they're, I know where they're coming from, but you have to, you have to kind of think about that for a minute. So I, the way I like to put this is effort versus strain. All right. Because you don't want to have a poor work ethic if you're training in anything. You want to have a good work ethic, but you don't want to strain when you sing and when you're trained, okay? So you have to think about that. You got to kind of break it down for yourself. You can have a great work ethic and you can practice five, six times a week and practice your, your, your scales and your training and your singing but you don't want to strain. So stop straining and stop thinking that effort equals strain. Okay. Effort should be applied with good technique. And I, I've said this before on a lot of my training content, my programs that you can push the voice if you push it safely. And all that means is when you're building range or when you're building a strong sound, a good voice, and you're building stamina and endurance, you don't want to do that by straining. You want to do that by staying on good technique and then pushing the envelope. All right. So an example of this that I do with my students is I'll tell them or I'll ask them, first of all, how many songs can you sing with that before you just, you know, you start straining and you, know, you start coming off of your technique and losing your voice. And so we'll get that number, whatever it is, if it's one song, five songs, 10 songs, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And I'll tell them my strategy for building stamina and endurance is to 
let's just say it's five songs. We'll use those five songs and then add a sixth one. Okay. And if you feel like when you're singing that sixth song that you are just in complete panic mode. So you start straining and just coming off your technique and doing anything you can to get through that sixth song, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Okay. Now the answer for this is <laughs> sometimes can be quite embarrassing. Uh, the process of it, or, you know, hearing what's coming out of your mouth can be kind of uh, embarrassing, but you do this, um, not in the rehearsal room, but in your own rehearsal room, when you're tr practicing your own set by yourself. Okay. And, and I, I always believe people should do this. They should, you should do your vocal training. Okay. And then practice singing songs. And if you have a set of songs, if you, you know, are lucky enough to have a recording of everything, if you're in a band or if you have a set list of songs, you're going to play practice by yourself and practice with your band. Okay. Of course you want to have good technique in both places, but when you're by yourself, if you add an extra song, all right, say, and again, we're talking about those five songs and then you just die, right? You just, oh, that's too much. I'm done. On that next song that you put in there, do not, whatever happens, do not panic and come off your technique, no matter what kind of sound is coming out. Do everything in your effort to stay supported, keep your voice placed, manage the breath, manage the vowel mods, do everything as smart as you can and try to keep going. Okay. And if you do, you will grow the right muscles. You'll grow everything the right way and you'll build that endurance and grow it by using good technique. Okay. Because just to let you know what happens when we start straining, all right, whether that's in the throat or in the neck or in the shoulders or, or anywhere else, what is happening is that you, when you start panicking, when you start panicking, you start to use every other muscle available to you to help you support instead of using your support. Okay. So you want to shut that behavior down. All right. So your best bet, obviously in the beginning is training with good technique, doing relax, um, relaxation response exercises, really good onsets to help you to break, um, habits that lead to strain and tension. And then as you're singing and as you're building that endurance, pay attention to them trying to creep in and stay on good technique no matter what. And when you do that, next thing you know, the sixth song will be there. Then you add number seven, then you conquer that one, then you add number eight and so on and so forth. Okay. So that about does it for this episode. I, um, I hope that these tips help you and uh, in your training. And if you'd ever like to break, <laughs> break free of those um, vocal plateaus and barriers, and you'd like to study hybrid vocal technique with me, head over to hybridvocaltechnique.com and explore all the vocal training options made available to you, such as HVT vocal training programs, private one-on-one -on -one online coaching, or you can become a VIP member and get streaming access to the entire HVT training library, including an online community, Q&A live streams where I give away a lesson every month, legacy content from my teacher, as well as discounted private lessons. All right, so the choice is yours. 
Please make it today and let's sing. I'll see you next time.